Hello. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> it's working now. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Yeah. Got my smoothie going. And you've got your fruit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Guess what? I apparently can eat papayas now without gagging. So I'm having a tropical fruit bowl. <laughs> That's not fair. I still want it too. Okay. I might need to try again just because you're back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I did. I have found like there are two, well, at least two different kinds of papayas. I'm sure you have access to even more there in Hawaii. But um, the ones we were eating in South America were usually like huge. And the ones that I have been successful at being like, oh, this is actually tasty are smaller. So I don't know if that's like, and I think they were labeled as specific like Mexican papaya versus wherever else they grow. I don't remember, but smaller papayas is my, is my tip. Give that a, give that a shot. And then, um, you know, lime juice helps most things and a little bit of uh, cacao nib. And that's my, yeah, that's my, my bowl. And I'm actually rather enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. I was just thinking it's kind of appropriate that we're both working on our breakfast here because of cancer season and its association with the stomach. I was thinking about that last night because, of course, with my moon sign in Cancer, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm particularly moony. And <laughs> yeah, I was even a little, I don't know, I was a little stomachy last night because had some just personal stuff, kind of emotional stuff come up. And that is probably a good lead in to the, um, the subject that Shanna and I chose for this podcast. So <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Inspired by the Wild. I'm your host, Amelia, and with me is Shanna. And we were going to talk a little bit today about the zodiac signs, the astrological signs, and the area of the body that they're associated with or ruled by. Um, and so uh just to kind of jump into it this morning, um, <laughs> one of the body parts that's associated with the astrological sign of cancer, which is the season that we are in right now, mm-hmm. um, where the sun is, anyways, I should be specific. Um, and that might mean, you know, that that sign is uh, particularly susceptible to storing stress in that area, or even um, in some cases, uh, they'll be more physically pronounced that you can actually even recognize these um, right. uh, features yeah. in people. So yeah, super cancer interesting, is but... cancer's the, the breasts and stomach. So I would mm-hmm. totally agree. And I would add to that, like one fun way to experiment with correspondences like this, like we're talking about today with parts of the body and the signs is if, you know, everyone has 12 houses in their birth chart. And if there's a particular area of your chart that you're wanting to say, build up or strengthen, then that's even like for, in terms of like exercise, like, you know, if, if Mm. cancer rules an important house for you, or you're feeling like, that's maybe a weaker house in your life right now and you want to strengthen it, then do some app work, you know, do some like push exercises to work the pecs. So that's another fun way to, to play with these kinds of things. I really like that. I like having, uh, being able to, you know, find, finding ways that we can apply what 
you know, we're talking about today and, um, and, you know, to empower yourself, you know, to use it to your advantage. Um, yeah, I was going to talk um, a little bit at some point about some of the products that you might find at inspiredbythewild.life, which would support these, um, some of the different ailments that can be associated with or common with these areas of the body. And so, like I was saying, you know, as a cancer person, um, my moon sign being in cancer, uh, definitely the stomach issues, just, I mean, emotional stress, it's mm -hmm. I'll tend to store it or hold it in my stomach. Mm -hmm. I'll be, um, you know, just that's where I'll find a lot of the anxiety is kind of balled up in my stomach. And, you know, we could elaborate a lot on that, but, um, certain things that are, you know, I found to be more supportive. Um, I really do like the essential oil roll on for the stomach. Um, there's mm -hmm. one listed online, um, inspired by the wild.life, which is a stomach soother. And what I like about it is you just roll it on your stomach. You don't have to put little drops in water or swallow anything like that. You know, if you're to the point where you don't even you know, you don't even want to swallow anything. You can just roll it gently on your stomach and it starts working right away. Yeah. So. And I, as somebody who has witnessed this work on my husband, who's someone who's just a little bit dubious about, you know, other holistic treatments where <laughs> we're, I'm wearing him down slowly, you know, but like he has, uh, he has definitely had some success with that. Cause he also frequently has stomach and gut stuff going on. And um, that, yeah, that roll on worked some magic. There was a point where the three of us were all hanging out and he was sick and, you know, couldn't hold water down. And that roll on really brought him like almost immediate relief. And he was kind of like, huh, weird. Well, maybe it was that and the, and the you know, the ginger ale or whatever, but <laughs> we all know. Well, it's amazing. I mean, essential oils, one drop can penetrate 8 billion cells in seconds. I mean, it's, um, and another, now I'm going to just kind of nerd out a little bit on the science, but um, when I really started getting into essential oils, uh, I was, I learned that they actually penetrate the cell membrane and that doesn't necessarily jump out at you perhaps, but it did for me because in my past life as a health educator, um, I remember hearing about how caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine in particular, those three can be particularly damaging to the cells because of their ability to just cross over a cell membrane. Now, normally the cell membrane is, you know, semi-permeable. It has pores. It's like the skin of each cell that mm -hmm. is designed to keep out bad things and um, take in good things sort of by the size of the pores. And so if a particular um, chemical or substance can just like bombard a cell with, you know, and just bypass that whole system of regulation, it can cause a lot of damage as you can imagine. And yeah. so to find out that those, um, you know, oils can actually penetrate a cell membrane can also apply in that, um, to go even deeper, uh, there's certain medications that we know are bacteria based, um, you know, such as uh, penicillin mm -hmm. and something like that, you know, when they say, well, if it's a virus and it's not going to be able to penetrate the cell membrane, it's not going to get inside the cell to do any good work. So we're saying, well, this, this is not going to be able to work with a virus. It's just going to have to run its course. But when you can deliver plant medicine inside a cell, 
um, you know, that's, that's when you can really start bringing the healing deeper into the tissue, you know, mm-hmm. so for example, that's why we would use um, alcohol as a base for plant medicine in a tincture fashion is because it can, you know, the alcohol can help the delivery process. But anyways, that's a little bit of, you know, the science of partly why the using essential oils can be so effective. And also, you know, for, you know, if you're a highly sensitive person um, or if you are, you know, like Shanna's husband was at a place where he was just too, and I remember that he was just too harshed out. He like, we, he couldn't even hold down water. His whole guts were just very inflamed. And so something topical mm-hmm. was, you know, really nice option. And of course, to toot my own horn, I always have essential oils in my purse. <laughs> because, yes, you travel you know. with an apothecary. <laughs> Well, it's one of the best things that's happened to me as a highly sensitive person because, you know, we'll constantly have, we'll just be really sensitive and aware of any little thing, you know, that's going on. And, um, you know, with our bodies, we can also be prone to, because of the way how we um, metabolize or our systems can amplify certain um, stimulus, we can be prone to just kind of having these kind of almost like a, a constant, like this, I would describe this for myself here and I got to be careful because I do have Chiron, the wounded healer in my chart, but mm-hmm. um, there's, we can have, we can be more prone to, to all these little ailments, little like skin conditions, or just maybe a little imbalance in your gut flora, just always um, kind of something that, you know, we're reacting to in the world or in our emotions or, you know, fill in the blank. And so having essential oils just as readily available, very gentle, very effective, that's always, there's just an oil for everything. <laughs> you know, the oil people say there's an oil for that hashtag. But, yeah. um, and it's just for me, you know, I carry around something for if I'm going to have achy muscles, if I'm going to have anxiety, if, you know, uh, stomach stuff. Um, and then I, I just, it's just, I'm that much more confident um, being out in the world because I know that my system is going to be exposed to too much. That is the nature of this, this life, you know, for a highly sensitive person. Um, and so you, it's just, you have to be prepared, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, which, uh, well, <laughs> Knowing you, I guess we're kind of using you a little bit as this case study. So um, if you're okay with doing like going through signs in terms of each sign and its opposite, then um, oh, cool. this works, you know, this works for you. So cancer itself rules the breast and stomach and then being prepared, I would certainly say as a Capricornian saying, <laughs> and Capricorn is obviously um, cancer's opposite and that rules the bones, joints and knees. So Yes. I don't know if you have any, you know, I know you have some yeah, personal do. insight on bones and joints yeah. and knees. Indeed, I do. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, right? But I mean, and, and, and it's interesting because this kind of helps expand the conversation a little bit. I mean, not only um, as a Capricorn have I uh, already here in my ripe old age of 41, I'm dealing with arthritis issues in my joints. That's, that's going to be something chronic that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the lifestyle, it's, it, it could be possibly, you know, managed that way, but it's also not necessarily something that, um, 
like an injury, but I have also interestingly had um, I've some of the more significant injuries I've had are in my joints, my elbow, three surgeries has been the ulnar nerve is, com- is the actually the funny bone. It's that's the one for being, you know, responsible for that wonderful feeling when you get dinged <laughs> on the funny bone. So my funny bone was broken off and my ulnar nerve had to be rerouted to the outside because of scar tissue. So I've completely blown out that joint. My, um, I have a right ankle metal plate. So <laughs> I've completely <laughs> screwed up that joint. And then um, in the injury, when I was hit by a car, actually a police officer, a sergeant, no less story for another day, but I ended up landing on my knee and had to have stitches so this is all on the right side of my body, the ankle, the knee, and the elbow, very significant injuries and all, all on the joints. So, you know, I mean, we, we may not believe in this stuff, but it doesn't necessarily matter. You're still going to fall and hurt your elbow, <laughs> your knee, and your ankle. <laughs> you just watch out. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes. But, um, and, and partly what um you know inspired me to get into this podcast was because recently my neck speaking of joints had um gotten so out of alignment i was actively working on that um trying to be more aware of my posture but it wasn't necessarily the healing that i needed right away and so i went to a chiropractor which i have in the past a few different times and um experienced immediate relief and i made a joke i cracked a joke i was wearing a shirt with the zodiac signs on it and we got to talking about how capricorn is associated with joints and haha here i am getting you know my neck popped <laughs> and um and so that's when you know what kind of led into the discussion of you know hey this would be a cool podcast just to kind of put that out there and especially you know from my past life as a health educator and um when i was working with people who um, pretty much, you know, the only thing we get to every walk of life, the only thing they had in common was that they had used tobacco and their ailment is not all manifesting in the same place or in the same way. It's, you would think just lungs, but, you know, as we know now, tobacco is, there's so many other nasty additives and chemicals put in there that it really has potential to damage just about any organ of the body. And so um, it was interesting to me to notice different trends about when, uh, where and how things were, ailments were manifesting for people and whether or not there was any correlation with their birth date. And um, it's just interesting noticing how, um, even as we were saying, you can get to where you can notice physical symptoms, physical symptoms, physical attributes and physical features of someone's, um, you know, body type or facial structure and even be able to tell what sign they are. So, yeah, well, and I'm going to, I'm just going to throw a slight wrench in that too, or maybe not wrench, but like, I want to, can I interrupt? (laughs) (laughs) Get in there. All right. Well, so you mentioned, you know, the issue with your neck, which, which, yes, that's definitely a joint, but also the neck itself is ruled by Taurus and Taurus is all about like the growing of things, you know? Um, And it's also, it can be associated with the heart chakra and you're there in Hawaii, like um, working on growing, you know, growing a new life, which involves a lot of heart chakra work. So 
I almost wonder too if like some of that is maybe at play as well with that you know oh, and yeah. like, that's a fun that's a fun experiment too to like kind of diagnose where things you know where things happen and why why they're coming up you know because not that this is the one and only reason like we're not trying to say that the only reason why your joints would hurt would be something to do with Capricorn not at all but it is a nice <laughs> like additional layer of understanding to bring especially when I don't know, like us, you, things happen and you try to recognize that things are happening for you, not to you and trying to get a line on like, okay, what is this? How is this for me? You know, <laughs> like, how, yeah, how can I, how can I take this and alchemize it into gold? So I just yeah. wanted to, I want to throw that out there. And then you've had really great luck, right? Getting the, the neck and shoulder issues kind of I don't know if healed is the right word but it sounds like the symptoms are definitely lessening for you so that's awesome oh yes and um I'm <clears throat> I've actually I'm really proud to say that I've been sticking to a fairly uh consistent treatment plan which is something that I confess I haven't been good about in the past mm -hmm. and um, so it's, again, this almost, you know, is a good lead into a deeper level of this discussion because, um, you know, like Shanna was sort of getting at was reading the body as a map. And, you know, that gets into the discussion of chakras, which are really a wonderful model for guiding the, you know, the process of the mind-body connection, I guess, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. It's, I feel like one of the most powerful uh, manifestations or languages in our, you know, in, in the world right now for being able to address how, you know, our emotions, our lifestyle, all of that manifests in the body. And, you know, you can, you know, use that as a navigational system of areas of your life that, you know, like Shannon was saying that you might strengthen. So these are some of the ways you might apply some of this information, but, um, and, you know, like she was saying, there's, it's this, the body map may not necessarily be limited to astrology, of course, the chakra system, and then, um, you oh, know, going. <laughs> Traditional Chinese medicine, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. But these are all just tools to, you know, deepen the self-awareness and, um, you know, like we were saying, empower ourselves with this because, and some of the best information, you know, advice that I was given years ago from an energy worker who I worked with a lot, um, you know, told me, guided, you know, she suggested that I try to think of everything as an act of love instead of an act of punishment. And, you know, when we get sick, when we're injured, it's really hard to see that as an act of love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, it feels like punishment. It really can. It feels like being, you know, grounded and stuck. And um, it's, it, you, you know, in order to get through that and start to see and really own, you know, how, what, not necessarily even what you did to get there, but just that what these injuries are trying to tell us or um, how they might be cautioning us about, you know, different patterns in our lifestyle. And I mean, it is certainly worth examining whether or not, um, you know, again, to whatever extent your belief system is, it's, it's certainly empowering more so than just, you know, quickly trying to address symptoms, feel better, and then just move on mm -hmm. and um, not have gained a lesson. I mean, then it was just almost kind of a waste, just an injury without a lesson. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. in my opinion. <laughs>
Yeah. And another kind of practice that I think goes along with this um, is one of my teachers um, basically taught us to like, you know, get into that uh, kind of get into that alpha state, like, you know, sit down, take a couple deep breaths, close your eyes and just like talk to whatever the organ is. So if you're having problems with your stomach, then it would just be stomach. What do you need from me? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. And you know, some people have better luck with practices like that if you try to do like automatic writing with it. But often I feel like sitting and just listening is pretty effective or even like laying down and, you know, like all of the relaxing um, like yoga nidra practices where you really focus on the part of the body and like tune into it and just sort of feel in for any kind of message. That's another, you know, way I would recommend, you know, experimenting with this information. And mm. I think even... um you know, some of this stuff for, you know, journeying for like shadow work, if you're, you know, again, this, we are kind of talking to some degree about shadow work, like what is yeah. hidden in the shadow that maybe needs some revelation that needs to be revealed can often manifest as in the physical. And so tuning in and trying to figure out like, okay, is this just physical? Is it also energetic? Because we know the body stores emotions, what needs, you know, what have I been perhaps like stuffing? Or um, what did I where have I kind of released or uh, sent away part of myself, because I just couldn't deal with whatever was going on at that point. And that's, you know, that can be connected to the physical, you know, expression of symptoms. And I think that's just another but I, I wonder, are you can we like, uh, can we get back and just go through each of the signs really quickly oh, yeah. and then continue yes. the conversation? <laughs> so, okay, perfect. So to review cancer, breasts and stomach, Capricorn, bones, joints, knees. Um, Leo season is coming <laughs> and I'm a Leo. <laughs> so Leo is uh, rules the back spine and heart. Um, do you want to jump in? Do you know uh, oh, Aquarius? Oh, uh, no, I was going to let you do the rundown. Okay. If okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, oh, what? Line. <laughs> What's my line? <laughs> okay. Aquarius rules the shins and ankles as well as the circulatory system. Mm. And then for Virgo Pisces, Virgo rules the guts, rules the intestines. Um, and Pisces rules the feet. And then if we want to kind of go back to the beginning of the Zodiac there with Aries most people know this already but Aries rules the head and the face and then Libra its opposite rules the lower back and then um as well as the bum and the kidneys and then Taurus like I mentioned is neck and throat and Scorpio of course rules the genital region <laughs> and Gemini is the um the hands and I definitely see this with my Gemini partner he just like uses his hands so much when speaking so hands as well as the arms shoulders and then internally the lungs like taking the breath occasionally taking a breath before they continue speaking <laughs> and then lastly Sagittarius rules the liver internally as well as the hips and thighs so I know that was fast but you can always rewind and re-listen <laughs> yeah yeah no and I, I was um looking around for some different charts that are you know fairly easy to find maybe we can even post something to um you know on Instagram uh mm -hmm. inspire underscore by underscore the underscore wild <laughs> yes. um you can find us there and um 
it's we these are you know this is easy information to look up but um you know to to kind of expand a little bit on some of the uh you know the tools and maybe even activities um you know that you can watch for um when we were talking about some of the different uh you know bodies parts that are associated with these signs um now that you maybe have it on your radar you know, just kind of start to notice, you know, like <laughs> this is for some reason, I don't know this, this is what came up when you were saying Pisces rules the feet, but you know, being the fish and mm-hmm. a water sign and they're so watery. I have known a lot of Pisces who were excellent swimmers and had flat feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know. It's just not even to say that this, you know, like correlation does not equal causation, no. but now that it's out there, if you know, and, and I just have this INFJ algorithmic mind. So I like noticing patterns, but you know, I, I just call, I, I feel like I dare you to just put it to the test and see yeah. what you start noticing um, about people that, you know, and the other thing to take into consideration, of course, is that like we said before, you are more than your sun sign. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like perfect. Can I jump in yes. real quick to illustrate yeah. this connection? So, you know, when I was reading Libra lower back, um, I had been having some like just lower back pain, like I'm waking up in the morning and it's really hard for me to move without having lower back pain. And Libra in my chart rules um, is like rules Mars, right? So Libra um, or sorry, uh, Libra <laughs> rules my, um, uh, I have Mars in Libra. Jeez. Wow. That was hard. I don't know why that was so hard. Sorry. So I have <laughs> Mars in Libra. And I have been with, you know, my like work and career stuff. I've really been feeling kind of stuck lately. Like there are actions I could take, but just feeling like, I don't know if this is the right time. Like, I don't know if I've picked out the new right name. I don't know if I picked the right services to focus on. And I, you know, just realizing like, that's an area of my chart that I really want to, I want to strengthen, you know, and I really want to feel better in and, you know, taking some actual like actionable steps in the last few days, all of a sudden, well, maybe not all of a sudden there are other practices as well I've been doing, but like my lower back pain this morning, I woke up and I was like, holy cow, I could touch my toes. (laughs) And I don't feel like an old lady, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So um, that's just, uh, just for like another little anecdotal piece of of evidence that, you know, like it's Libra is not my sun sign. It's not my moon or my rising. It's just where my Mars is, but I, you know, definitely got some need for a little bit of that Mars push in that area of my chart. And sure enough, like doing a little bit of action because Mars loves action. Um, suddenly, you know, like the physical symptom is lessening. So that's yes. also fun to to kind of play with, I would say. Oh, I love that. That's so perfectly appropriate for, you know, what we're discussing and the um, being able to take an intelligent action, being able to take this information that we're putting out there mm-hmm. and apply it to your mm-hmm. life in some way. And, you know, to kind of just circle back to what your uh, description of whatever the method may be for getting in touch with this body intelligence mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I loved your suggestions, you know, um, journaling, active imagination. And, you know, I had heard this sort of thing suggested and maybe described to me before I actually 
thought it was accessible and tried it myself. I guess I thought it was going to be harder than it ended up being. That was my experience of it. And it's now something that I would describe as I'm kind of getting a little more fluent in that language that for me, what it requires is getting into a space that I'm comfortable in and that I'm, I'm, you know, there's no distractions and it's, it's somewhat meditative, but it's not necessarily a very disciplined meditation. It really just is focusing into wherever the pain or the ailment is, or just focusing on the question that like, okay, there's the pain, what's going on. I'm here. I'm picking up the phone. I want to know what's up. Uh-huh. It's the simplicity is it of it is that it can be really natural, just like your your attention will be drawn to something in specific. So for me to kind of back up to the neck pain, again, this working into you know cancer season again um, associated with the breasts, and not to be you know graphic or whatnot, but here we are coming out of COVID and. I'm heavier than I've ever been in my life. And that is like, I, my breasts are a lot bigger than they've ever been. And I didn't, I hadn't really thought about that or how I, I should be preparing or changing my lifestyle, I suppose. And so I wasn't wearing the right supportive bras. And so a big part of how I, my neck, you know, got out of alignment in the first place, you know, partly thanks to old injuries and whatnot, being more susceptible yeah. to that. But I also not only w- was wearing a very unsupportive bra, um, you know, what I could get away with when I was more slender. Um, But I also now I'm, you know, in a warmer climate where I'm wearing a lot of bathing suits and they tie, a lot of them tie right behind your neck. And so again, the weight of your breasts is pulling on your neck. And I hadn't, I just thought I was sleeping wrong, you know, and I couldn't think of any action that I had done wrong and really did have to come down to me sitting at my favorite spot at the beach and just kind of getting comfortable and getting into my little headspace there into my, into my body as well as I could. And, and just asking, and there it was, my attention was just drawn to this bra that I was wearing that was pulling on my neck. And it was just like, duh, it, it was kind of just kind of came to me like an epiphany. And <clears throat> so the action that I was going to take there was, you know, buying more supportive bras, but also you know, getting the adjustment because the, you know, just that slight corrective action wasn't, wasn't kicking in fast enough, <laughs> Right. but, you know, getting the uh, establishing operation so that when I did get adjusted now I'm, you know, I feel much more in alignment and I'm back on track. And that's even almost an interesting piece to connect to the discussion of chakras, because if, you are new to the concept of chakras, just a quick little um, definition of terms as it will. Uh, The chakras traditionally, they say there are seven energy centers that align along the spine. And the word chakra is actually a Sanskrit word that comes from the term spinning wheel. And so it became sort of a pattern or an algorithm that was noticed amongst these yogis arguably up to 7,000 years ago that people were um, seeing the same sorts of things, this, this uh, light or this sort of spinning wheel where the center that all the spokes were connected to, the center was along the spine or it should be when everything is in alignment. And the spokes are connected to the different areas of our life, which um, this is the mind-body connection. So different areas of our life that may be contributing to our health or 
um, you know, illness. Um, and so the spokes would be connected to these different areas of the life or our um, relationships that we have. And so the alignment along the spine, it, it is actually, it's not just a, um, a model sort of like abstract for understanding this. I mean, these, these are literally energy centers going along the spine. And so when your spine is out of alignment, it is literally this energy, this, you know, fluid, the spinal fluid that can't flow properly throughout the body. And this discussion came up in my chiropractic adjustment about how if you are chronically out of alignment and your brain can't be using those nerve canals to send these messages to the body, it's like losing your cell phone and not receiving a really important phone call and not receiving the message. Mm -hmm. And it can to really weaken us. And I thought that was a really good literal description of, um, you know, using chakras to understand aligning our lives, but having that alignment in our bodies too. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's part of why a lot of, you know, chakra meditation um, is really alert about posture and being aware of, um, you know, how you're, you're sitting so that your spine, your spinal alignment is physical discussion. Right. Your you know, alignment in, within your life. Or even lying down too. And that's, and like the seven chakras that we, you know, you tend to hear most about are the, the physical chakras, but there are traditionally more um, that kind of get out into like the layers of the subtle body, like layers of the aura and stuff. But I think, um, I think the seven really are the ones that are easiest to combine with these correspondences that we talked about too. And I wanted to kind of jump into and like add that a, like a lot of what we're talking about with the sort of diagnosing and tuning in is is basically that falls under the category of embodiment right which I think is kind of a hot term I feel like everybody now and their you know brother has a embodiment practice that you can you know buy or do for free um, but I think it is a really good thing and you know I think maybe that's even something to do with uh, like evolution of our species evolution of our communities and our society is really coming back to but like what happened in 2020 like a real focus on being in our bodies like we had to be in our homes if if we were lucky enough to be able to stay home um and in our bodies and like very aware of like the tiniest little symptoms and imbalances right so mm -hmm. i think that tuning in and embodiment it's it's simple but it's also it can be really hard to get the mind out of the way you know because the mind wants to analyze and wants to maybe tell you that whatever you're hearing or feeling or seeing however things come to you or just knowing um that that's that you're making it up that it's just your imagination and that you need to go just go to the doctor and certainly yes you know like go to the doctor <laughs> you need to go to the doctor but like what you know well, like, I, I'm not telling you to, you know, break a bone and like tune into it and just ask for it to be healed. No, go to the doctor. Um, but, you know, I think that like tuning into why am I feeling like pain in the morning um, in my lower back? Yes, I went to the chiropractor. Yes, you know, if it was really serious, I'd go to the doctor like severe pain, but also the tuning in, I have to get my mind out of the way because when I yeah. hear and, and immediately think of, you know, work and career, a lot of the time my mind would say, you're just, you're just making that up. Like that's just anxiety that has nothing to do with, with what's going on with your lower back. So there's a level of like 
trust and, you know, maybe even giving the mind, one of my teachers has us do this and it's really helpful for me, giving the mind, like making an agreement, like, okay, brain, like we're making an agreement. I'm going to do this practice. I need you to help me focus on the intention to tune into whatever body part or pain or spot and record everything that I receive. And that's it, you know, and in return for you just doing that and not, you know, (laughs) questioning or trying to analyze and return for you not analyzing, then I'll do something nice for you, you know, so um, like I'll take some time to study something or read or, you know, whatever, whatever feels appropriate. And again, I know that might feel a little silly, but I I really find it effective for me because I'm one of those people that'll be like, I just, I do have an active imagination. I'm just making this up. And it's just so much more profound when I can set that aside and just actually tune in and trust that whatever I'm getting is what I need and that it is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's, I, I also like when, you know, you're bringing up that sometimes it requires um, letting go of a little bit of that chatter and, mm-hmm. you know, not even trying to vilify the chatter, just yeah. You know, um, for the sake of, you know, the guidance for me, it is, it's, it's, that's partly what is necessary to go below the surface. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I just, it's, that's why it's a little bit of, I need to access this level. And, and, you know, that's why I'm saying you can get more fluent, the more you practice kind of, you know, tuning in, finding that phone, getting on the line and dialing in, you know, and um, so again, of course, practice makes perfect as with anything, but you know, like you were saying the trust, I think just going in and, and trusting and knowing that you're going to get valuable information is a really great premise to start on. Because again, we are taught, conditioned, um, you know, there's so many ways that we end up falling into ignoring some of this body wisdom. And, mm-hmm. you know, like and I was saying, the more rehearsed I get with this, the more I now realize it's, it, it didn't have to be that inflated there's different descriptions of what works for different people, but <clears throat> don't let those descriptions be the way that it needs to be for you. Like it's mm-hmm. important to kind of just play around with some of that and feel, you know, your own, your own, be your own guide, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and just kind of find a system and a place and a practice that, um, that beca- just feels really natural and, you know, that is effective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was, I really, I'm really pleased with this. I knew we sort of just threw this out there as an idea yesterday, um, but I really liked how it flowed just to kind of get this basis of, you know, this connection here and, um, you know, another way that you can apply astrology. And I think that, you know, Shannon and I talked about this was, we wanted to at least kind of just cover or scratch the surface here you know, so that we could build on this, possibly move in some different directions um, with this subject in, uh, you know, in later episodes. So stay tuned. (laughs) More will be coming. Indeed. Yes. And um, thank you for listening. And until next time, stay wild.